This is Rolling Rocks Radio with Jerry Armentrout, Cody Carter, and Scott Barker. Welcome to another edition of Rolling Rocks Radio, the podcast where we talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, and anything else we find entertaining. I'm Scott Barker. He's Jerry Armentrout. Hey. Welcome to today's show. So, Jerry, we had UFC last night. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, another one of, uh, was it the, the Las Vegas one? Yeah, they're in another yeah. Vegas, you know, fight night. Uh, really, they didn't really have a whole lot going on that I was super interested in. Uh, our girl, Jessica Rose Clark, lost first round armbar. A little disappointed. Mm-hmm. She's... Um, then I thought she was making improvements, and I mean, and, I mean, I'm not going to second guess her. I mean, Edgar's not like a slouch, so it wasn't a uh, a bad loss, but still, if in the first round armbar, it does hurt a lot. And that in the bantamweight division with women is getting stacked up, so losses like this will hurt her. So, I mean, Edgar's seven and two. I mean, this is. Uh, a, a tough opponent. Uh, Clark's now eleven and seven, and uh, she's just Edgar is a judo specialist, and she used it. They were clinching, they were fighting for most of the f- first couple minutes, and then Edgar got the got the throw, and that was that. So, yeah, I was disappointed to see that Jess didn't get that one. Yeah. Um, she'd been making a comeback, but she's you know she's popular she's got a good record um you know this is gonna it, it will definitely impact but i think this is not her last fight um in in the ufc for sure i mean in my opinion yeah you know she had you know she was on a two-fight win streak yep. she had her her fight in 2020 against sarah alpar and then in 2021 against jocelyn edwards so you know i I think she's still working back from her injury, yeah. and I, I'm really, I'm really hoping she sticks with it, and, and that Dana keeps her because she is. I mean, from a fan popularity standpoint, yeah. she's one of the more popular um, you know, undercard female mm-hmm. fighters, you know, lower ranked female fighters. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping she they give her another chance and she sticks around. I don't, I don't see them letting her go. She, she does a lot for them, and yeah, she's she's a good fighter, and she likes to fight. Yeah, she's never really said no. So. Also, on the undercard, you had Chase Kelly, who is older than dirt. <laughs> I mean, he's another one of those guys hey, what do you in his say? 40s has just been plugging away. He uh, probably ended his career last night, but he he did it on a high note. He got a second-round TKO. Um, and, I mean, Chase Kelly is a Australian judo Olympian. I mean, this guy is, that's what he uses. He uses. He's a judo guy. But he's his striking is not very clean, but it works. Uh, well, and then you had the um, our buddy. I'm surprised he didn't burst into flames oh, in the octagon. Man. When he walked into the octagon, like, you had Commander yeah. Dale Brown. Well, I mean, but you got Buckley made it clear he was there for looks. He even said it there on the mic that because he invited him and made a big deal about inviting him, more people would probably watch it and more people would tune in to see what would happen. So 
there's no doubt in my mind that it was just a publicity stunt. Because, and that guy's just so fake. Yeah. That, when, I mean, when he basically, when he stepped into the ring and said, thanks for all the views. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. pretty clear on yeah. what was going on there. Yep. I mean, I invited a guy that has no idea about this sort of stuff just to get views. Yeah. So the next uh, fight we've got, the next fight card we got coming up is next week, I believe, and that's the Michael Chev versus Green Mat uh, Green yeah. card. Uh, yeah, because uh, Darius hurt his ankle pretty badly, so he's out. And Bobby Green took the fight on ten days' notice. He's just coming off of a first round win uh, last week, actually, and. He accepted the fight, and it might be interesting. Bobby Green's got a high tempo. So, I mean, think about it. He beat Alaquinta. Yep. And beat him badly. And uh, easily won this past week. And, I mean, this is could be an interesting matchup. Yep. And then we've got Jin uh, Yu Fry coming back against Hannah Goldie. Um, that'll be a, an interesting yeah. fight on the women's side. I think that one will be – I think that one will be worth watching because Fry's got – Really high output as well. She's, yeah. a, she's a high tempo fighter. Um, Goldie's got a six and two record, um, and you know her last come on her last fight out. Um, it was on undercard. Yeah, and it was like I think an early prelim. Yeah, it was early prelim, and I don't really even have any telemetry on that one. But you know, again, I think that's going to be a good fight just from the standpoint of of having. Fry back and yeah. her tempo being as high as it is. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, 272 coming up. We got Colby Covington versus Street Jesus. Yeah. That one will be fun. You got Edson Barboza coming back, the king of the kicks. So that'll be fun. Um, uh, Kevin Holland. Uh, where did that go? Oh, come on. Yeah, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. So you got Cowboy Oliveira coming back. Yeah, who's who is high level grappling versus a guy who cannot defend a takedown. Yeah, hopefully Holland's done something for that because that is atrocious. I mean, he gets taken down at will, so we'll see. He's good on his feet; he just can't stay there. We got Mariah Agapova coming back in two seventy two as well, so that'll be a good fight because she's yeah. always fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean the main event last night. Uh, Hill versus Walker. I mean, Walker got knocked out like crazy knockout. Like, body went stiff, kind of just weird. He got... Okay, but the the question is, did Johnny Walker hurt himself more than he did his opponent in his post-fight celebration? No, Walker got knocked out. He was out-out. Like, Oh, yeah, scary. Tra- tra- I'm tracking, sorry. Jeez. Like, scary unconscious. Yeah, that's, I mean, at one point, Walker was supposed to be the next, you know, big thing in that division, and Hill is slowly making making waves. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a statement knockout. Johnny has, Johnny Walker really hasn't been the same since he did that. Yeah, that. That backflip off yeah. the cage or whatever. And hurt himself. Hurt himself. It, it, he just has not quite been the same since. Um, yeah, that fight was... You know, zero uh, zero knockdowns for Walker. Um, total strikes seven of twenty for Hill and twelve twenty five for Johnny. Um, significant strike. Okay, this is funny. Johnny Walker out as far as significant strikes goes. Outstruck 
uh, Jamal Hill from a percentage and a total landed standpoint, but I guess they're only can they're not counting the one that really mattered. Yeah, I mean he he one shot Coyote. I mean he straight up the middle. Uh, Walker goes stiff, arms kind of go up in the air, and he collapses into the cage like unconscious. So it's crazy. Yeah, it was a brutal, brutal knockout. Oh, you had a uh, bare knuckle fighting last night too. Mike Perry won again. Nice. Uh, and uh, Mendez made his bare knuckle debut and won by knockout. So that was that was good. So um, anything else on the fights? Nah, no, nah, there's that's like I said, they really weren't like uh, gotta rush home and watch these. You know, they did. I mean, I love watching. They're fighting. fights for fans. Yeah, I, I like love watching fighting. Fans. If I was, if I wasn't working, I would have been watching them. But it's not something other than watching highlights and uh, chosen fights on. You know, that's a great thing about having ESPN Plus. I can just watch whatever. Uh, other than those, I wouldn't really. There was the whole card didn't like intrigue me. There's just chosen fights I wanted to watch. Yeah. So in various and sundry this week, we've got a lot of interesting news in the uh, the grappling and MMA world. First off, we've got uh, Danielle Kelly yep. uh, announcing that she's joining One FC. That's going to be a good move for her. Yeah. Well, um, it, it it yeah it gives it puts her out there, but it also that's that's her securing uh, a good paycheck. She'll yeah. be supported and be able to do what she does. Well, and Flo's got Flo's got the right weight class and the right mix of competition for her. Yeah, right. Because she's going to come into that atom weight area mm-hmm. where you know you've got Stamp and you've got um, Isahiku Harada mm-hmm. uh, and um, Anderson and and all those and all those ladies. So that's going to be a. I think I think Alicia Anderson would be a good intro fight for her. That would be a good intro fight for her because you've got a really long rangey striker mm-hmm. against a just a grappling phenom. Yep. And yeah, that would actually that would be a really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a really good match starting matchup for her. Um, so have you seen the uh, uh, the the videos on Instagram, uh, Jerry, of the. Um, the, the teenager going up against the I don't know thirty year old oh who woman pushes who her face pushes her face and, and then, then yeah yeah she's being just yeah the the older lady is being disrespectful to this younger teenage girl uh, you know in a no gi jujitsu competition she shoves her face she's being disrespectful and the and the girl takes her down and submits her and all she does is just runs her mouth from then on like you just you're disrespectful to a child, to a younger kid, and then you just get your butt handed to you, and now you're still going to jaw about it. Jawing at the referee, jawing at the girl. Yeah, it was, yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. Shows you don't be disrespectful. Sportsmanship's a big deal. Well, it's sort of like, uh, I guess it was, was it last year when that, um, that white belt tapped out the purple belt yeah. or the purple or brown belt because he was being utterly yeah. disrespectful. It was yeah. like that was the only match they had, yeah. right? And the 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 brown the purple belt was like, I don't know why I'm in here with this white belt. Yeah. And the white belt was, I mean, he was legitimately good, but the the purple belt was so dismissive of him, he didn't even try, and he got tapped out by a white belt. Yeah, it's like 
dude, that's not cool, you know? I mean, yeah, then he got frustrated. It's like, dude, you, you're being you did it. Yeah. I mean, this was your fault. You did it. Yeah. So, yeah, be respectful of your competitors, man. I mean, you know, we all like the smack talk. We like the Conor McGregor and the Nate Diaz, but. You know, geez, be a, little, be a little respectful. But that's before the fight. That's not... Yeah, you know, that's true. That's not during nor after. That's selling tickets, man. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, is... I know I'm going to bring this up again. Something that uh, Nganu and Gagne did not do. Yeah, they uh, they couldn't... Yeah, they they did not do well. No. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had the flow grappling um, Craig Jones match, but... Before they did that show, they did the Flow Grappling 2021 awards for um, the the for their award ceremony, and so I thought it'd be fun just to bring those on and see what uh, they came up with. So the 2021 Flow Grappling Male Grappler of the Year was Cade Rutolo, who's one of the Rutolo brothers. Yeah. Those guys are they're making a name for themselves. They're, they're Atos guys, so they train with Andre. Um, they're the brothers that you always see online scrapping with each other. Yeah, the, they fight each other constantly. They, they fight each other constantly. I'm surprised. They will not – something will happen, and they will not get the security deposit back on their apartment. Yeah. I promise you. Someone's going through a window. It's yeah. just the way it's going to happen. Um, so the, the flow grappling female grappler of the year was uh, Misa ba- Bastos, which she's pretty awesome. Don't know a lot about her, but I caught a couple of her matches. Um, the flow grappling match of the year was uh, Cade Rutolo versus uh, Ethan Krillinston. That was a that was a good match to be sure. Um, this one was probably my favorite. Um, was the submission of the year, and this was submission of the year regardless of weight class or gender. So it was open to anybody in the flow grappling uh, stable. And it was awarded to Grace Gundrum for her match with Jessica Kahn where she got the twister. Yeah. And everybody knows that Grace doesn't talk a lot. She's very quiet. Her nickname is the Silent Assassin. Mm -hmm. And after all of these awards, they had the person come on and say a couple of words, you know, say a little bit, say a couple of words, accept the, uh, the award. And Grace's acceptance speech was really like, Thanks, Flow Grappling. This is really cool. And yeah. that was it. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, I, she didn't let me down because I expected nothing less or more, whichever way you well, want I mean, to look at it. She is a phenom, but she's what? She's a teenager still, ain't she? She Teen- turned 19. Yeah, so she's still a kid. Yeah. But yeah, she's just quiet. And, yeah. You know, you, you can see her personality come out on mm. the mat. But, um, and then the, the Flow Grappling Breakthrough Grappler of the Year, and again, this was open to male and female, regardless of weight class, was Colabate. Colabate is going to be a serious contender here. Um, he's a former wrestler, got a very wrestler-heavy style, um, really fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, I, it was between him and Cade Rutolo. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of surprised that Cade didn't get it just because of all of his great matches. But I guess if you give him match of the year, yeah. it's kind of hard to give him breakthrough yeah. grappler of the year as yeah. well. Um, so, I, like I said, the, the award ceremony was great. We'll go over the uh, some of the matches. Actually, we'll talk about one of the matches right now from, um, from that particular uh, show. The um, Esteban Martinez versus... 
uh, Mikey. Oh yeah, well, that, we that we that. watched that we watched 19, last week. Nineteen cartwheel passes. Cartwheel passes. So uh, yeah, so it was Mikey Musumeki versus um, Esteban Martinez. And Esteban, we talked about a couple of episodes ago on the return of Gordon Ryan. Dude's like four foot ten yeah. inches tall. He's got he's got tree trunk legs though. He's this little powerhouse dude, but he never stops moving. And you've got Mikey Musumeki, who's you know, the, the technician, right? He's very good at, you know, taking you, you know, slowing you down, making you work his game. He's got the Mikey lock that he's trying to get everywhere. And that was one of the most fun matches I've seen in a long time because, to Jerry's point, Esteban did, like, 12 cartwheel passes, and I think, like, eight of them were in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, what he got Esteban took Mikey's back. Mikey stood up and was carrying Esteban around Brown, on his yep. back. Um, it was just it was a crazy match. It was uh, you know with the lighter weight guys, the energy's always really high and the pace is always really high. Um, and this was Mikey's first defense of his title, um, which I can't really think of anybody better to defend the title yeah. against than Esteban. Um, that was a great match. Mikey got the decision, um, and then in the uh, in the post fight interview, he tried his first Mountain Dew. Yeah. He had never had Mountain Dew, and he tries the Mountain Dew. He's like, "Oh, this is this is good." I'm like, "Oh, great!" You know, yeah, sugar. sugar yeah, man. here, yeah, Mikey's gonna get hooked on Mountain Crack, and then we'll see yeah. his you know his career go downhill um, as he yeah, as he's no longer bantamweight. <laughs> Yeah, that sugar starts to catch up to you real fast. Have you heard his diet protocol? Mm-mm. He did. There was an article on this. He li- he does the one meal a day thing, and it is like he. The reason that it's, it's like Darth Luigi and he hit the back of his rash guard looks like a pizza box mm-hmm. is because he's got this crazy huge pizza that he makes. Him he makes the dough and the whole thing, but that's his one meal a day. Is this crazy pizza that he makes it's like the mike it's the musumeki pizza and he makes it all from scratch he makes the dough but that's his one meal a day and i'm like and it's a i mean it's a big pizza it's like i mean because think about that dude's doing when it comes you know when it's coming up to time for competition dude's doing two days and you know he's in other stuff yeah and doing other stuff yeah so he's putting out some calories and he does his one meal a day pizza i'm like Man, I ought to try that. The only problem is, if I tried to do the one meal a day pizza, it would be the one meal a day beer that would go along yeah. with the pizza. Yeah, because pe- yeah, pizza and beer just kind of go naturally, and that's going to get you in trouble. That's going to get you in trouble, yep. And then, you know, I only have one meal a day, but probably have two whiskeys tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, so pizza and beer, everybody yeah. pizza and beer. Man, whiskey and beer get good together, yeah. too. Yeah. Beer tends to be that appetizer for the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every, and everybody's like, how do you do that? People freak out when I start drinking beer and then I start drinking yeah. whiskey. And they're like, how do you do that? Aren't you supposed to be dead by now? And it's like, You're no, like, yeah. I'm a professional. This is how this works. This is, I'm a professional. Uh, so that's all I've got for uh, various and sundry in jiu-jitsu corner. Just wanted to talk Daniel Kelly. Yeah. And the, the other thing that I like about Daniel Kelly is – I don't know if her eyes are just like that dramatic, but it looks like she's wearing makeup when she does her matches. Did you ever yeah. notice that? She's, she's, and when she gets done, she's just like... It's funny because people hate on her because she used to be a ring girl oh, and stuff. And it's just like, uh, so she's still a top-level grappler. 
she's really good. So what? She was a ring girl. I mean, you're, and, and but it's always these trolls that get mad at her and get mad about stuff. It's like, you know. Well, it was like the girl who won uh, her match in the UFC the other week yeah, and jumped yeah, into Rogan's yeah, arms as yeah. she used to be an exotic yeah. dancer or whatever. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Who cares? She did what she she did what she needed to do. It's, it's yeah. There's no hate. Ain't no hate at all for that. I mean, so what? No one cares. I mean, no one who ne- matters neg- cares. Yeah, no, no negatively cares. It's kind of cool because she used her dancing made her core stronger. And made her more flexible to where she was able to use that in the octagon. I mean, she's getting stacked on her neck and was still able to get an arm bar. So, more power to her. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, it's just crazy. Well, and you know, as we've always said, the people who are complaining about yeah. this stuff or being, you know, dorks about that online, they're they're in their mama's basement. Yeah. They're covered in peanut butter wearing their grandmother's underwear. Yeah, they're, you know, yeah, they're not they're, actually out here doing anything. Yeah, they're not doing anything. They're the ones like, man, I get all that choke. All I gotta do is reach up and move the hand. Yeah. Yeah, man, right. I would tap to that shit, man. I, I watched a bunch of Dale Brown videos. I know how to get out of that. I, I would tap to that, man. Uh, I, I would throw a one-two and a high kick, man. That'd knock him right out, man. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why they tap into that stuff, man. I just stand up. Wait a minute. Let me, Ta- let me, stand let me up. wipe the Cheetos out of my yeah. beard. Anyway, I don't need to train, bro. <laughs> man, I don't need to train, bro. When I see, when it's good I time, red. I see red, man. <laughs> you don't I understand my mentality. <laughs> it's a meme. Anyway, all right. You got anything else? Yeah. All right, man. We will be right back after this word from our sponsor with Jerry's. Seriously? Be right back. And we're back. All right, Jerry, floor is yours. Yeah, okay. So, this, this a, couple a, thing, a couple of things. This, this, um, this week's been so bad. I mean, all y'all know how we feel about Guardian Group and how we feel about sex trafficking and stuff, but this has been one of those weeks that is just like god awful. So first, uh, one of Epstein's colleagues and I guess partners in crime for the whole sex trafficking, a French citizen who is a modeling agent by trade who used that gimmick and job to um, get young girls, uh, was being held in prison in France uh, while, you know, over charges of sex trafficking uh, rape and all kinds of some serious stuff. Well, apparently Friday night the cameras magically went off and he killed himself. Almost very Epstein-esque. Cameras all of a sudden malfunctioned and he committed suicide. Where was Hillary at this time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, I mean you gotta wonder what what did he know in Hillary? <laughs> and this is the same time we still have Maxwell. She's still on trial. So, did he kill himself for real? Because he knew he was going to be found guilty because uh, Giselle's got enough information that he'll be found guilty and he didn't want to go to prison? That's quite possible. I mean, Epstein, I I, it's a joke. It's fun to joke about. I don't put it past someone like him killing himself. He don't want to go to prison. And, you know, he, he killed himself. The only counter to that I've ever heard is that all the people who are – were surround who were around him mm-hmm. said that that was very unlike his personality. They they all said that he would never have killed himself. Yeah, but a lot of people, you know, when people do but they're not in jail. Yeah, you you gotta realize you're going to prison for the rest of your life. His money means absolutely nothing, and 
you don't know what he's sitting there thinking. I'm going to be in prison for the rest of my life for this. I'm ruined. I'm going to have nothing. And quite possibly, bad things are going to happen to me from other prisoners. Mm-hmm. So, eh, you know, hanging yourself with a, with a bed sheet don't seem so bad, I guess. Uh, so that's one. You had a, a Marine Corps officer get 210 years in prison for uh, a re- just a countless amounts of uh, sex with children. He apparently would would drug these young children, some as young as seven, and uh, have sex with them. Uh, good to know that he will spend the rest of his miserable life in prison. Uh, hopefully he has a really, really nice cellmate who, who returns the favor. Um, just saying. Because once you get just, you know, little kids is just, it's it's hard to fathom. Uh, then we had the one you shared and I saw where uh, a 14-year-old girl is a TikTok star. I don't know what exactly she does on TikTok. I don't do TikTok. I'm not. 12. I'm, yeah, I'm not even under. I don't really even understand what TikTok really is. I think it's like, it's like videos, short videos or something. Um. Uh, but I know a lot of people have actually gotten kind of famous on it, just like, you know, Paul got famous on YouTube. The girl's 14. Apparently, she got herself a stalker. Had herself a stalker. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the guy uh, managed to get her personal cell phone number from her friends. He paid them, one of them, money to give up her cell phone number. Now, what kind of friends do you have who will sell your personal information to some freak on TikTok? That's that's yeah, that's that's something when you you, you want to find out which one did it and get them in trouble. Uh, dude started harassing her, sent her messages, wanting to see her, you know, explicit pictures. Her father, who's a retired police officer, made it very clear his daughter was underage and this needed to stop immediately. Uh, individual, I guess, thought it was a good idea to go to her house. With a gun, he apparently fired a shot into the dwelling. Her dad came out with his firearm and ended the threat permanently. And as of Friday, there are no charges pending and no charges being leveled against the father for defending his daughter. It's part of uh, Florida's standard yeah. ground castle. Uh, he had castle he, law. He had no. Yeah, he did not have to hide and cower and wait for the guy to. Kill somebody, he had every right to meet the threat and end the threat. Uh, but then, this is... no issue. Yeah. Now, this is the one that got my attention this week. Oh, this and it's just, it is disgusting. A school teacher has been arrested, along with her husband, for a multitude of charges. But the first one that got, the first one that got my attention was that she fed her children, her school kids, her, you know, her, her kids she's responsible for, she gave them cupcakes that she had mixed with her husband's semen and fed it, fed it to these children and videotaped it so they could post it to groups later so other people could watch children eating sperm-covered cupcakes. And, of course, these kids at that time did not know. They do now because it's in the news. But it is pretty disgusting. But the main charge she's being her and her husband are being charged with is the sexual assault of a nine-year-old girl. Uh, 
And it's just like the whole idea, seriously. You're a school teacher. You are responsible for these children. Not only do the parents, but the county, the, the state, the people uh, are entrusting their children with you. And this is what you do. Yeah, you're looking it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's some pretty, pretty heinous oh, dude. stuff. Yeah, she's basically using her job as a teacher to find victims. Yeah, and so after she got arrested, she filed for divorce and claimed that her husband manipulated her into yeah. do this. She gets 41 years in prison. Mm-hmm. As part of the plea deal, they dropped... Where did this go? They dropped 68 of the charges. Yeah. Against her, so whatever she rolled on him. She yeah, she's gonna roll him. on him. She rolled and blamed him for everything. But she got she forty-one years yeah. in prison, and they dropped sixty-eight mm-hmm. charges. I mean, how many more were there in total? Like I said, they only really talked about the one child, but apparently it went on quite a while with the one child because it was going on between the ages of nine and ten. So for a year, they apparently abused this one child. So the charges that she was brought up on was creating child pornography, yep. video voyeurism, yep. first degree rape, yep. among others. Yeah. And so you understand, first degree rape means that she herself took pen, physical pen, part in it. Pen, you know, to get first degree rape, there basically has to be penetration of something. So yeah, she took part in this little girl being sexually assaulted. And, I mean, she could be charged with first degree, just degree rape just by holding the girl down and allowing her husband to do it. But it's some scary stuff. And it goes to show that when we were growing up, your teachers were supposed to be the people you trusted. Yeah, you were supposed to be able to go to them if somebody for, for was— someone, Yeah, if someone yeah. else was hurting you. Go, go, t- go tell your teacher, okay, well, it is my It is the teacher. teacher. I mean— it used to be every once in a while you'd have some teacher, you know, the old joke, the teacher would end up with his student, blah, 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 and that was still frowned upon. Typically it was handled the old school way that someone would just get beat up. But now it's like prevalent. They had another case this week, uh, Tennessee, where a mother who is a uh, boost, part of the booster club, mm-hmm. so where they raise you know money and do things for the school, She's being charged with having sex with, I think, something like 10 young boys. And and the worst part, this wasn't like over a scale of years. This is all in one year. Jeez. They reigned in ages from 14 to 17. And these are her daughter's classmates. And she got caught because somebody left an anonymous note in the principal's office about it. And at the last count, I think it was something between like seven and ten boys had come forward that she had uh, sex with. Jeez. So she's facing, and in Tennessee, it, there is, you know, she's going to face rape charges because they're all underage. Especially the 14 and 15 year old boys. 17, you start getting to that yeah. age. Where still the age difference is what she did. You know, she's in her 30s. It's still too much. But 17, they might not charge her with like rape with it may the 17 not, well, year olds, may not be statutory but the they'll probably be like unlawful carnal knowledge or something like that but the 14 and 15 year old boys yeah yeah that's some those kids are just their brains ain't developed enough to even know to understand what you're doing 
But yes, yeah, we're <laughs> we're in some dark times where we know more about guys donating money to a freedom convoy than we do about who's in Giselle Maxwell's black book Rolodex, and people yeah. and it and people it seems like people care more in certain locations about what's going on with these guys than with her. It's like they're going to do everything so people forget she's most people don't even know she's still on trial. I mean, there's a whole lot yet to come out about her. So, we'll we'll see what comes up. As long as the cameras don't uh, stop working in her jail cell, which yeah. I am which, still not putting that out well, of possibility. She got put in protective custody when she first got arrested. So she's yeah. Oh, no, she's not in like a jail. She's not like in a county jail like Epstein was. Oh, like okay. a primary prison like uh, John Luke, John Luke, whatever his last name. Brunel. Brunel, Brutang. I couldn't remember. Brunel. Brunel Brutang. Uh, they were both in like gen- that. They were in like, well, Epstein was solitary, but he was still in general population. He's still in just jail. Yeah, that is true. Uh, she's being held. The last I thought, she I thought she was being held by like uh, U.S. Marshals. So she's being held at, in a different way. So. Well, the funny thing about the whole Epstein didn't kill himself yeah. thing. The hilarious thing about that whole meme was it started before yeah. he died. Yeah. yeah, people started joking. Everybody was yeah, everybody was like, just so you guys know, if he if he ends up he dead, kill he didn't kill himself. That started before. And then he kills himself. Well, and I guess you also saw that uh, Prince Andrew yes. settled with um Yeah, that there's a all right, the Prince Andrew. Funny, thing. funny how quickly that happened after he was stripped of all title and um, and and uh, royal um, decree. Decree, yeah. yeah they uh, not funny, but you know what I'm saying. But it, it's in the agreement is the, the the finer points. He acknowledged that she was uh, hurt, both mentally and physically. He personally did not take personal responsibility but he acknowledged the fact that she was uh, hurt and traumatized and she was owed compensation so they agreed to an undisclosed amount of money and he wouldn't face criminal charges yep yeah when he lost his royal decree and sanction you know the, the queen mother came out and said that you know we will I will continue to you know fund his defense yeah but it will not come out of British coffers, right? Because as, yeah. as having a royal yeah. decree, right, he was not only was he subject to the diplomatic immunities that come along with yeah. that, but he also had basically the weight of the British Treasury behind him to fund his defense. Yeah, and, uh, apparently Queen Mom paid for this settlement. Yeah, yeah. So she, the young lady's been paid off. Uh, I guarantee you there's a clause in there where she can never speak about what he did so we'll never not really know because she'll probably, probably I guarantee there's probably there, an there's, ironclad no talk clause or she loses all the money yeah there's a gag order in there somewhere so sure. and I mean good for, uh, good for her I guess maybe she can move on I, and uh, and she he did get punished uh, he didn't go to prison, but he's basically been just as bad. He's been stripped and, and basically publicly humiliated. Yeah, I mean, he's – and the royal family, right, they have their own independent money. 
Yeah. Right. But he he loses because he lost his royal mandate. He loses his military pension. Mm-hmm. He loses his military honor. His military honors. He loses his stipend from the British Crown yeah. as being from you know as being a member of the he royal family. His, yeah, he loses his land, his titles, oh, yeah. all that. And you know, to Americans, that doesn't sound like such a big deal. Basically, he loses a home. Yeah, he had a home to live in that's paid for. He has grounds. He, yeah, he basically trust fund baby. I mean, he live yeah. basically, almost carefree. And you see what he used it for. Yeah, and you know you can. I hope that this gets Virginia um, Gufrain. I hope this gets her a little bit of peace. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can say what you want about all oh, they settled, blah blah blah. But you know, I get what I understand both sides. Yeah. But. It's also like, well, he's got a, this permanent blot on his record. Yeah, he basically admitted that he did. That her he wrong. had something. To he do did something with it. to yeah. her. So, I mean, it's not a guilty yeah. verdict. It's not jail time. That's what I but wanted to see. Sometimes these are the worst but, because yeah. he literally he basically acknowledged that she was. This happened. He just didn't personally. He didn't say yes, I did it, but he said, yeah, here's some money, and I know, and this, and I acknowledge that this is true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's back with uh, the Kobe Bryant incident. Remember, he paid her off, and he had to do it. And they call it a gentleman's agreement because not only did he have to give that young lady money for what he did to her, but then he had to publicly acknowledge the fact that he hurt her, Yeah, that he called her names, and he had to make a public apology for doing it. So, yes, he didn't go to jail and stuff, but he (laughs) paid her money and then had to publicly say, yep, I was the one in the wrong. So sometimes that helps, and again, yeah. you know, it, it's a tarnish because people still bring up about Kobe. Yeah, well, well, he did this. Yeah, but he was a rapist. You know, two people in that room. Did he rape her? Did was there, you know, some rough shit? Hey, I mean, I don't know, but he gave her money and apologized for hurting her. So we'll leave it at that. But with Andrew, he basically to me, it's basically him acknowledging that she was raped and trafficked. Known by Epstein, and he was aware of it, and I, was a partner to it. I, I'm not a big fan of guilt by association, yeah. but you know there is the old saying that you are the the, the culmination of the five people that you hang out with the most, and he hung out with Epstein, and I mean a lot. A lot. And there are other people in really high in really high places of influence who you look at them and you. If you didn't look at him a scant before, yeah, now yeah, Bill Gates, those kind of guys, like mm-hmm. you really got to look a scan at them now. It's like yeah, this is the guy you you had no idea that he was doing this. Really, he was doing this out of his house, and everybody knew, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to that point to where okay, I'm, I'm I can't I can't pretend like I believe you. Yeah. Well, so Jerry, Jerry's got to go be an adult. Yeah, Jerry's, Jerry's got to go to work. Got seven, um, Jerry's back on seven-day work week, mandatory work week, which is we've talked about uh, trying to maintain our training before. We've talked, we've covered this before, and you know, trying to maintain a job, a family, and training. I'm working seven days a week right now, mandatory at my job, and still finding time. I trained yesterday. I'm training 
this morning. We're trying to get our podcast in for our fans because we love y'all guys. And I'm going to go home and try to get a, like a two-hour nap so I can go back to work. But that's life, life of an adult. So on that note, we're going to let Jerry go get a nap. We will talk to you all next week. So until next week, you've been listening to Rolling Rocks Radio. He's Jerry Armentrout. Later. I'm Scott Barker. We're out. The music for tonight's episode was But I Am Shafts of Light by Mayeth from their album, Wailing Village.